Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics which are going to educate and empower others and give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. Good afternoon, everyone, or hopefully what? it's the afternoon. I don't know. You might be listening to this know. in the morning, <laughs> in the night. Maybe it's the middle of the night and you're it's, listening it's to this because your kid is not sleeping us. like someone's kid. Potentially. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening again, coming back to us. Hopefully we are providing you with some good insights and good education. We're really excited for our episode today because we had on a conversation with Darcy Cass, who's the owner and director of a Child's Place Learning Center um, in Costa Mesa here in Orange County. She is a great friend and colleague to us. I actually serve on the local planning council with her that I've talked about. And so, yeah, I've gotten to learn a lot about her. She basically is like all over the place. She does so much, but her well, like her main- niche is yeah. yeah inclusivity. Which if if you think we're all about inclusivity, wait until you hear this interview she with Darcy. Eats, sleeps, and breathes it even more. It's and just like even some of the terminology that she was using. I think I say at one point, you know, she's talking about all the different populations, the quote unquote special, special populations. But I am pretty much like, who's left? Like everybody, yeah. you know, and but and that's the idea that's behind the inclusion, idea. which we had a great conversation about it, and we hope you enjoy. Yeah, enjoy. Today we have Darcy Cass, and we're so excited to have you here. Thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks for inviting me. This is pretty exciting. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about you, your background, your center, and we'll go from there. Okay. Well. I am the owner-director of a Child's Place Learning Center. It is a private full inclusion learning center in Costa Mesa, California. The center has been open for 41 years. Wow. It was uh, opened by Patty and Bob Smith back in 1978 and pretty much has had the philosophy of inclusion from the get-go. Wow. Right from pretty much the start, she was having children who were going to the local pre-K special Mm -hmm. day class who did not have any after-school care. Mm -hmm. So they would Mm -hmm. be bused over to a child's place. And back then, it was more physical disabilities, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a number of children with hearing, Mm -hmm. and of course, you know, speech and language. Mm -hmm. But as time has gone on, we have now, you know, included children with all varieties of needs. So, and I'll get into that right away because that's all about the special populations, which I want to talk about. But so, my background is holy smokes. <laughs> it's like once you put it in a present, you're like, wow, I've done a lot. I, what? Yeah. And that, but it all and led to have. where you are now. It really did. I'm from Winnipeg, Canada. And I moved down here 34 years ago. I was a department manager in a retail grocery store. So my background is business management. Mm -hmm. When I moved down, I started working for a general contractor as his office manager and bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. So I got all of that experience. And then I had my son and I was very fortunate to be a stay at home mom. And then when my daughter was born two and a half years later, I thought, you know what, Taylor, my son, he needs to go 
someplace to be with other kids, to be with other adults, you know, learn those social skills, all that good stuff. So I looked around, a lot of places I wasn't very happy with, but I found a child's place and I met Patty Smith and I knew that he was going to be important to somebody else. Somebody was gonna care whether he had his jacket on or needed it off, wipe his nose, celebrate his first poo-poo on the potty. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, important. it was just, it yeah. is important. You just feel that. The I totally could, her. absolutely. So for two years, Taylor went there part-time, um, just a couple of mornings a week. Yeah. I had that time to be with Kayla. And then once Kayla was two, I started to volunteer. Volunteering was a lot of fun because I got to go and play with the kids. Mm-hmm. And the director at that time said, you know what, Darcy, why don't you go over to Orange Coast College get some ECE units, early childhood education units, and you could sub for us. I was like, okay, that sounds great. (laughs) So I went first class human development, and it was like, oh my gosh, now I know why people are the way they are. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty sure my ex-husband was potty trained way too early because that that explains a lot. (laughs) Explains a lot now. But I absolutely enjoyed taking the classes. Got a few more under my belt and the director at that she left. And so I went to Patty and I said, I would like to be director. She said, okay. I had to go and finish taking yeah. more ECE classes, but like I said, my background is business management. Mm-hmm. So managing, you know, things like insurance, payroll, HR issues, I understand all of that. Yeah. Give me a good spreadsheet mm-hmm. or a budget mm-hmm. and I'm happy. But then when I'm tired with that, I can go and play with the kids. Yeah. So it's really a fun, you know. Well, best of both worlds. It is, it is. Since then, I've got my bachelor's in human services management. And about a year and a half ago, I got my master's in education. What are the ages for the kiddos that are at a child's place? We take them from the age of two to six. They do not have to be potty trained. Mm -hmm. And pretty much once they head off to kindergarten, that's it. And so you're catching these families at a really fun time, too, right? They're out of the the baby phase, and then it's like, now what? What do we do now? Well, exactly. And I often tell our staff, uh, I think we are here more for the parents (laughs) than for the kiddos. Because parenting is not an easy job. Mm -hmm. And especially, you know, creating the boundaries, Mm -hmm. setting the limits, We're finding that kids are a little bit different than they were a number of years ago. Mm -hmm. We're seeing a lot of sleep issues. We are a lot of discipline, but then parenting, you know, when two parents are working and then, you know, pick up the kid and go home and make dinner and have the bath and, you know, there's, we're missing something. Yeah. But we hope to try and fill that gap, you know, with holding children to those expectations. Mm -hmm being that family for them, Mm -hmm. kids with us spend more time probably with us than their parents if there are five full days. So what- it's a critical age too. Well, we know zero to five. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's not something where these kids can just have a babysitter watch them. There's so much more to it than that. Yeah, so having, you know, I tell parents when I walk them through, because I get asked uh, questions like, okay, is he going to learn how to read? Yeah, but, yeah. And uh, they're going to yeah. write their name. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh, gosh. Yeah. You know what? Let's just focus on making them good little people. Yes. 
let's work with uh, social skills, mm -hmm. you know, sharing toys, sharing mm -hmm. space, entering play, having, you know, just being productive, manners, eating healthy. You get all of that in, they're confident within their own mm -hmm. selves. Mm -hmm. So when they go to kindergarten, they're ready. They have those skills. They are ready to learn. Well, it's monkey see, monkey do, right? Right. And if the parents aren't those role models and you want the child to be surrounded by peers that can model that and adults that are setting those boundaries. Exactly. Super important. Yeah. Exactly. And then since then, I got on the Orange County Child Care Development and Planning Council. And through that, I am co-chair of the Orange County Inclusion Collaborative because inclusion is my passion. Yeah, and you do it so well. I mean, and then you, you teach inclusion and you teach other centers how to be. So I think you guys are so unique and other preschools and early child care centers are, are becoming more inclusive, but it's a process, right? So Correct. you have your mentorship program that you're helping a lot of other centers, which right. is important. I mean, you find a, an organization dealing with early child care in Orange County and, and Darcy's probably there. <laughs> yeah, I am a director mentor. So mentors will reach out to me and uh, sign up with me and then and most of them do it to how do I promote inclusion? How do I take those first steps of inclusion? Mm -hmm. I went as I said I got my bachelor or my master's in education because I want to teach at the college level. Mm -hmm. We have students come to us from Orange Coast College to do their practicum and their field experience. So they've taken all that book work mm -hmm. and now they're going to go for a full semester and go into a center and do it. And over the years, we're seeing them come in and they are a little bit taken aback when they see maybe a temper tantrum or maybe mm. a child with autism who's nonverbal and, you know, can't express. And I, you know, I, so what do you think about that? Mm -hmm. You know, what, and did you learn any of I that stuff? The books, the yeah. books didn't have The this. books didn't I have didn't that. Have on this. That's right. <laughs> well, there was a paragraph right, in right. one of the books that right. said, <laughs> and, and so over the years, I'm thinking, you know what, we got to do more. Mm -hmm. It's changing. Right. As we know, right. more children are being diagnosed. Yeah. There are more yeah. other, okay, getting back to inclusion. Okay. What is inclusion? Right. Mm -hmm. Who right. is included? Mm -hmm. So our inclusion collaborative sat down as our group and said we can't focus on calling it special needs anymore. Right. Special right. needs does not, it's the first idea you get in your head Right. is a developmental disability. Yes. Well, you're automatically singling out those kids. Exactly. Right? You're not saying that they should be part. By saying special, mm -hmm. special, if everyone was special, no one would be special, right? That's right. So it's in, inherently in the definition. So not. we thought, what words could we use? And the frameworks uses the wording special populations. And then we looked at that and we thought, you know what, we need to change our mission. Mm -hmm and vision and focus on that because inclusion is mm -hmm. children with developmental disabilities but you have your kiddos who require incidental medical services mm -hmm. okay over the years we've had at our center children with diabetes 
children mm-hmm. with severe peanut allergies, but we are not a peanut-free school. Mm-hmm. And parents know that, and they want that because they don't want... The world is not a peanut-free world. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. They don't want their child in a bubble. So if right. we teach right. them from the age of right. two... right. You know, that we can't share food. Our little kiddos with diabetes, they have to eat their own food, their own snacks. Our kiddos with the allergies. So we're teaching them right away. Mm -hmm. So it's children who have seizure disorders. And we've had that happen at the center. It's children, English second language. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you focus on that, right? Right. It's children, migrant population, the homeless population. Mm -hmm. It's children who have been exposed to trauma. And we know now that that is more and more. It's children who have challenging behaviors. Mm -hmm. It's children and families from the LGBT community. How do we let them know that they are, this is a safe space, Mm -hmm. their children are accepted. And that's great. Right. You know, so that is to me what inclusion is. Mm -hmm. It's more, but inclusion, people think it's a lot of work. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can't do it because it would require us to change everything we do. Right. Or I'm going to need to bring in an extra person to do this. And honestly, I don't know who's left after you've named all those populations. Right. (laughs) Who's left that these people are taking because it's not enough. Like, they won't have enough kids. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yes, it is a little bit more work, you know, having that child with the severe peanut allergy. I'm fortunate to have surrounded myself with a staff who have the same beliefs as me. So yes, you got Bippy and he just finished his lunch. He was eating at the peanut-free table. All the others were there. Teachers need to make sure that either he goes into the bathroom first or last Mm -hmm. so they can wipe everything Mm -hmm. down, even the toilet flusher. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a little bit extra work. We are enrolling a little girl this fall with feeding tube. Mm. Okay. This is going to be amazing. I be am a great new challenge. It's for you. you know what it's. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about it. I'm really excited, and you know, inclusion to me is. I know we're doing a great job including these children, meeting their needs and goals. But what is really important is what all of the other friends get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know Absolutely. what? We're all different. So, yep. you know, I'm sure I'm envisioning this at the lunch table and the little girl and all the friends. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know what? She eats differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's where I come from very much, and we do too, with our name, Inclusive Education Project, that inclusion is, you know, the best thing that we can do for these kids. And whenever I'm at IEP meetings, I'm always focused on, how well, how can we include this? Because I've seen it from the schools that I worked at, it was full inclusion, because it wasn't just about the kid that I was working with, but it was all the other kids. Right. Where at that school, everyone from, they started in preschool all together. So they didn't know anything different. And... All these other kids just fought over being this kid's friend. Mm-hmm. They wanted to play basketball with him. One boy who was in a wheelchair, they wanted to push him, right? It's like teaching kindness, yes. teaching that we're all humans, that we're yes. all kids, that we're kids first, and then we have our differences right. second, right? So I love that because it is, it doesn't, it impacts everyone. So anyone who says, oh, well, you know, it's putting more, it's giving more to the kid. Well, it's like taking has, away from my kid. Oh, right. And know? it's like, no, we're actually mm-hmm. teaching them to be better humans. Yes. By doing this. Yes. It's a long game. It's not a short-term thing. 
Not at all. And but as we all know, the earlier we start with something, right. children don't have biases. Right. Okay. They don't. Mm -hmm. They are Please kids. Like. They're just woo. Yeah. The world is a great place. Yeah. And I remember a number of years ago, we had a little guy and he had leg braces. Okay. Okay. There was a little girl who was afraid. She was, you know, thinking he was a robot or why mm -hmm. did he have these braces on? So we had a circle time. He took off the leg brace. We explained why he needed it. Mm -hmm. And he said why he needed it, passed it around. The That's kids awesome. touched it. And then it was like, okay. And everybody was fine with yeah, it. Yeah. So it's educating them. And like yeah. you said, you know, they're going to go forward. Right. They're going to meet right. many other different right. people in this world yeah. and then be more right. accepting. And they're never too young to have that conversation. Correct. I think a lot of people here would be like, oh, we're going to talk about different medical needs of a child in front of other kids. Are they really going to understand it? Well, yeah, most of the time they will. And it's from the unknown that we have most of our fears. And right. so why are we telling kids, oh, well, like, it's the idea that, you know, we're not going to tell young kids about certain things. We're going to put different labels on things because it's easier for us, but right. then it's making it something that they're not being treated the same, and they should be. Just because they're little and the, their brain is still developing doesn't mean that we shouldn't, Right. You know. And kids ask questions, but they don't need complicated answers. No. Nope. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. he needs those because right. he can't walk like you. He's right. still learning how to. Right. Yeah. You know, he can't eat that mm -hmm. because that makes his tummy sick. Right. And they're usually like, all right, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. whatever, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Can I have that ball? Like, yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like, oh, when I have too many cupcakes, my stomach gets like, okay. Yeah. You know, it's, everyone has stuff in their life and everyone just like, you know, I, this one kid prefers Thomas the Train and the other one prefers Sesame Street. Everyone, right. you know, not every kid likes all the same things and so they can understand that. So we should be explaining right. everything. So when you're explaining the Learning Center, how is that different from just a parent that's just looking for someone to take care of their kid? Are you guys certified by anyone or is it more so along the line of this is our philosophy here at this Learning Center and this is how we do things? Pretty much, it's our philosophy. We are part of uh, Quality Start OC okay. here. Yeah. So it is a program that helps with training and coaching and other information on always improving quality. And mm -hmm. we can always learn and For you know sure. be better. Yeah. But it is basically, it's just our philosophy. This is, we are. Mm -hmm. So when we don't advertise, um, we're typically always at capacity. Sure. We have a website and it's, I think, very informational and we have a whole section on inclusion. Mm -hmm. We have our center philosophy, mm -hmm. but we also have our inclusion philosophy. Mm -hmm. And when I walk parents through on a tour, mm -hmm. This is where I tell them everything. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, I've been on that tour. We know. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So what is inclusion? Let me tell you. And it's this and this and and it used to be just children with developmental, you know, right. disabilities, incidental medical and challenging behaviors. Well, now you know what? It's so much more. Right. And I tell them all of this during that tour, and then they can make their decision. Yeah. If they're not comfortable having you know, us being an affirming center for the LGBT community, if they are not happy or comfortable with us 
having English second language learners or children with challenging behaviors, then they can find someplace else. Right. Right. But pretty much my sell rate is, I have to say about close to 99.9. Yeah. <laughs> they're not they're grateful. At all. They're, they're, nobody they're, would think that that's what they could get, right? They, right. They don't, you know, when you think of, okay, childcare, I just, I just need someone to take care of my kid while I'm at work. You know, you're not thinking of this enrichment that your child potentially right. could be getting because right. you can only see so far ahead of yourself as a new parent trying to find right. quality, you know, help. There are a lot of parents who, who are fairly, you know, getting educated mm-hmm. and taking a look at our website first because we really focus on the social skills. Mm-hmm. You know, not the academics. Right. We are not having them sit down at the tables, right. do right. worksheets right. that is developmentally inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. But what are the important things? Yeah. But then I hone it in on the tour. And I'll talk from, well, <laughs> obviously I can talk. <laughs> uh, you know, that tour can be, I've had parents an hour plus, wow. and they bring the grandparents and this, and, and I get it. It's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. It's a big decision. Yeah. Yes. I remember what I went through right. 24 years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, looking for a place. And that, that was huge. You're going to give this little this is your everything, yeah. your whole life, mm-hmm. and then here you right. go, and right. I'll see you in eight hours. Right. So that right. is important. So that's why I feel it is critical to share every aspect yeah. about us, yeah. and then why everyone should be included. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're helping another center kind of get started on this path to sure. full inclusion, What's kind of like the first thing that you kind of, you're like, go to, let's talk about this first, or do you like check out their facility? How do you, where do you start? Because I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, well, where do we start? Right. Well, it starts with administration. It starts with the director. It starts with, if it's a nonprofit or faith-based, it starts with the board of directors. You know, I mean, you could have a teacher be all for it, but then getting no support from the top Mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of the challenges are. So it's educating the directors, the administrators, on you know the steps to take. Directors contact me and say, I really want to do this, but you know, the board of directors, they don't understand what all of this Mm -hmm. is. Or they don't want that population included uh, or you know I'm like you know it doesn't way. no it's <laughs> not, a, not or, it's not like a fast food menu well I'll take this but I won't take that and you know I'll have Leave this and this and this off. Yeah. yeah so it's just really trying to educate them and then how they can bring their staff on board mm-hmm. so like I said all of my staff are completely 100% on board, but it hasn't always been that way. Mm-hmm. I've had teachers in the past who, you know, if you have a five, six-year-old with Down syndrome who is still wearing a diaper and pooping in it, that could be a little bit challenging to change. Mm-hmm. And some of the teachers really were like, I'm not comfortable with this. Mm-hmm. So over the years, they've been weeded out. Right. And now when I do look to hire someone, my first question is, what do you think about inclusion? Right. You know, first, let me tell you what inclusion is. <laughs> yeah. And then you tell me <laughs> if you think you like that right. and can be a part of it. Yeah. Right. Because right. that is yeah. important. Yeah. And yeah, you're going to get, you know, some challenging behaviors. You're going to have 
you know, kiddos that are, you know, screaming and throwing chairs and how do we deal with this? Let's work as a team. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So it's a lot, but you go in knowing that you're making a difference in that child's life. Oh, We've had kiddos who have been, hate to use the word expelled, asked to leave, doing <laughs> air quotations, <laughs> asked to leave other centers, uh, three, four previous before coming to us. Wow. Three or four. Right. But that's the thing, right? Is they are in that special population and maybe they could have hidden some of the things, you know, we're not homeless. And then the second they found out, it was like, oh, is this where the behaviors are coming from? Boom, you're out. Yeah. But then they find you. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. They yeah. know about us. Yeah. And it's tough. It's really tough. But, you know, it's like a challenge. Bring it on because right. we know behavior is a form of communication. Yeah. So what is going on especially so young yes especially yes and then you know we try all of our different you know tricks and techniques work with the parents sometimes it is beyond our control where you need to go and look at it as a biological and we've had kiddos yes five years old and on meds and all of a sudden it's like whew I can focus right Oh, there's other kids in the classroom. That's unusual. Oh, it's just so, but we try everything first. Mm -hmm. You know, we create different plans. Because you don't know until you try. You don't know until you try. And you you can't give up. And get mad at what's happening and say, well, this shouldn't happen. And, you know, three strikes, you're out. Right, three bites, you're out. Right. Some centers do that. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second, the child is two. Right. And he's yeah. been biting. What? Hmm. Have you taken a human wh- development class? I think mean, right. you really I need why to know. They're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <sighs> now, fine. Granted, a five-year-old biting. Okay, we've got something more. Right. We have to dig a little right. bit deeper here and figure out what's going on. Right. But we will do it. Mm-hmm. I've never asked a child to leave. Incredible. Never incredible. ever. Wow. I've worked with the parents and sometimes the parents aren't happy on what wow. I said mm-hmm. and then they've left mm-hmm. and I get it you know it's sometimes it's hard yeah it's well it's hard yeah. work to for any kid it's hard work to help any kid grow into a, a good well <laughs> yeah. meaning I don't know like person it isn't something that is just inherent I mean Obviously, we can show the kids mm-hmm. as much as we can, but there is having to be guidance. That's why kids need to be taught. Right. They don't learn yeah. everything inherently, especially our kids from special populations. They need a little They need different. extra, absolutely, right. and the parents need. Right. And that, I think, right. is another unusual component of us is that we really collaborate with yeah. the parents. We guide them. We, you know, we have a concern. We'll ask for a meeting. We'll, you know, give them different resources. And it's not always easy. We know right. it's hard for parents. Yeah. You know, you have that denial. It's it's the five stages the of grief. grief. It's yeah, yeah. the stages of having your child receive right. a diagnosis. Right. And it's these, so yeah, denial takes a long time, but yeah. we're there. We're kind of, how's it going? What can I do for you? Mm-hmm. I found this article. You know, it's just getting them along, yeah. you know, holding right. their hand, patting them on the back, giving them a hug if they need it. Because yeah. you know what? Sometimes they need it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, 
really takes a village and it does. you are part of that village and you probably open up so many different doors for so many different populations. Yeah. Well, you're laying the foundation for mm-hmm. them because, you know, that age group is not only such a critical time, but it is setting the foundation. You know, because most of those kids who, if they didn't go to your center, they either wouldn't be somewhere mm-hmm. or they'd go to their school district and they'd end up in a special day class, which we know sets off on a completely different path than yeah. maybe you know, a few successful years with you and then right. they can go off to general education kindergarten and they're mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. It's so important. We've had it. Uh, we've seen miracles happen. Yeah. You yeah. know, starting at the age of two, nonverbal. Well, early intervention. Early yeah. intervention yeah. and going through and, and having, having a team. And having the expectation be higher they can yes. than they can what right. the label says. Yeah. yeah. So... How can people reach you? Obviously, you mentioned the website. So okay. The website. The website is. I think it's the child's. A child's, yeah, child's place. Place. Dot com. Or acplearningcenter.com. Oh, yeah, that's right. yeah, dot com. <laughs> you could Google it. Yeah, you Google it. Word comes to Mesa. Yeah, yeah. And she's a great resource, even you know, if you're not a parent looking for a center for your child, but if you're an educator of any sorts, I mean. You might get bombarded with emails. I don't know. Phone calls. Uh, <laughs> and I'm that's fine. A um, great resource. <laughs> I want to throw in a plug for the Inclusion Pathways. Yep. Which the Orange County Inclusion Collaborative created. It's an absolutely amazing resource for directors and administrators and then teachers and caregivers. Mm-hmm. And it gives various links on various areas of inclusion. Mm-hmm. Something as to start with is what is the law? What is mm-hmm. IDEA? Mm-hmm. How to change your mission statement? Mm-hmm. Gives examples of that. Gives examples of you know, policies for inclusion, mm-hmm. policies to work with outside agencies. For teachers, it'll have links on making classroom modifications, understanding the IEP process. So that is an amazing resource and and it's all online. It's with all links. online. So we'll put it on the show notes for anyone who's interested in taking a look. It's really user friendly, really easy. Um, you want to plug uh, the conference? The oh conference? yeah, I absolutely <laughs> do. All right. So on Saturday, September seventh, we are having our second annual Help Inclusion Conference. Help stands for helping educators learn practical strategies and it's all focused on this year on supporting children and families from all of the special populations. It will be held at the Orange County Department of Education from I believe it's eight o'clock registration to three o'clock. We have breakfast and lunch um, that's always important oh, to be so that. Last yeah, year had, man. Last year we had some good food. We even had leftover food that we had to, everyone had a little goodie bag and we were leaving. <laughs> I know. It's, we'll have three different breakout sessions. And right while well, we have 18 great different topics. Right, yeah. that we're yeah. talking I'm on. Excited. So it's going to be really, yeah. really fabulous. And you can give them the link on registration yeah. Yeah, too. Yeah, we'll put the registration yes, link. Perfect. Um, and we have sponsorship info as well. All that will, will be posted on our Facebook and probably Instagram. And um, registration is open, right? Yes, yeah, it is. It's open. And it's open to educators, parents, professionals, anyone who would benefit from learning about how to better serve special populations. So we're excited for it. Thanks for coming on, Darcy. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks so much for inviting me. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.
Thank you.